Welcome to this podcast, produced by Imagine, an online source focusing on early childhood music therapy. Imagine is sponsored by the American Music Therapy Association and can be found on the web at www.imagine.musictherapy.biz. This podcast is entitled Resounding Joy Music Therapy in India and presented by Laura Rosen Anderson and Rebecca Vaudray. Laura is a staff music therapist with Resounding Joy and Music Works, Inc. She received a bachelor's degree in music therapy from the University of Iowa. She provides music therapy services for hospice patients, older adults and children with special needs while offering private music instruction as well. Rebecca is a neurologic and NICU music therapy specialist on staff with Resounding Joy. Rebecca works throughout San Diego County with a variety of populations, including military personnel, premature infants, individuals with developmental disabilities or special needs, patients with traumatic brain injuries, and within an intergenerational music for older adults and youth program. In 2012 of February, we took 13 music therapists and volunteers and traveled to India with the intentions of providing music therapy to children in multiple settings. Um, and so Barbara Royer, the executive director, offered seats to volunteers, former interns, and music therapists across the nation. And Resounding Joy staff members included myself and Rebecca Audre. And together, we all had the pleasure of working with children with hearing impairments, cerebral palsy, neurological impairments, and multiple disabilities within Valor, India, which is the southern region. And so each participant volunteered over 70 hours of service during those two weeks that we spent there. And just to give you a little background about joy givers, joy givers are our volunteers for Resounding Joy. They are trained by um, board certified music therapists and also work alongside them and assist music therapists. But they're trained in techniques that we use that we can work with older adults, hospice care, um, and homeless and other at risk populations that we serve in San Diego. And now we're continuing to expand our reach nationally and internationally. The first population that we worked with were children with hearing impairments. As we know, music is the universal language. It's able to cross cultural boundaries, unify generations, and bridge the hearing world to those with hearing impairments. Through auditory and tactile musical stimulation, children with hearing impairments are able to express themselves freely, communicate emotions, participate in activities, and become part of their community. Resounding Joy music therapists and joy givers visited the Cross School for the Deaf in Valor, India. Visually, the school was just, as we pulled up, just alive with vibrant blue colors um, adorned with spirited murals of traditional Indian decor. And the 50-plus children inside the school matched the energy of the facility. They're eager learners, and they immediately made eye contact and showed a wanting to shake hands and greet us. Yet they were still aware of their cultural expectations to follow instructions, so they remained seated as we entered, um, which didn't last for long, though, as their eyes widened in anticipation as we pulled out the colorful shape drums, bright red egg shakers, kazoos, sansulas, kalimbas, flute, kaleidoscopes, and other tactile and sensory items that we brought for use with this population. We started with group rapport building where we did exercises introducing the egg shakers, demonstrating how to play them and feel the movement of the small metal balls inside. Using dynamics such as tempo, playing fast and slow, 
as well as incorporating movement, shaking high and low, side to side, in a circle. The children followed directions and led shaking activities within the group. This really provided empowerment for them. We use a large gathering drum that we purchased in India to set a strong rhythmic foundation that they could feel along with visual cues for those children who were completely deaf. The next group was smaller groups. The children broke up into five different groups and engaged with a single music therapist or a team of music therapists and joy givers to lead each group. So each group worked on different music therapy interventions for approximately 30 minutes and then they rotated so each participant could experience everything that each group had to offer. The following techniques were used in small group instruction. The first is music and movement. In order to promote movement through music, we had a group of approximately 14 students ranging in age from 12 to 16 years, and we divided them into two groups, each consisting of approximately seven students. They lined up in rows facing each other, one side held the shape drums. The other students would run over to the shape drums, hit the drum, and come back. The groups then switched and completed the same task. Running helps to entrain internal rhythm, and group members were able to find their inherent rhythms through their gait patterns. Once the race was over, each student received a drum and engaged with group drumming. It was fascinating to see all the rhythms begin as individuals, playing the rhythm that they felt when they ran, and then watching the transition when each child began playing together as a part of the group, through the drum vibrations as well as watching each other. I'm going to just give a brief sample of the shape drum sound. These are the Remo shape drums. They come in all different shapes and colors. And this is a medium-sized shape drum. It sounds like this. The second technique was active music making. And in this section, we use kazoos as a way of communicating. So the group of eight students ranging from age five to 10 years, they work together to learn how to play the kazoo to start. And then each student was given a kazoo and taught how to make that humming vibration sound with their mouth. And that would produce the resonance from the instrument. Kazoos are wonderful because the diaphragm in the resonating hole creates a vibrotactile feedback that the hearing impaired students are able to feel when they play it correctly. Initially, the students played the kazoo on the same pitch, but utilizing hand gestures and facial affect that demonstrated different pitch levels, the students were able to play high and low sounds and also produce a siren sound from high to low and then low to high. So like, on the kazoo. They took turns and engaged in a call and response antiphonal exercises where one student would play a certain amount of times at different pitches and conduct the group in playing a similar response. Music for relaxation using the flute and kalimba. We did with a group of approximately nine students ranging in age from six to eight years. This engaged them in relaxation, utilizing deep breathing techniques, and this was accompanied by flute and kalimbas. A drum established the rhythmic foundation of breath. Each student was given a kalimba to play along to the flute melody, and by watching the music therapist's fingers change, they were able to play while remaining in rhythm with the drum beat. For music and academics, we worked on counting numbers. Using number flashcards, this group of nine students ranging in age from four to 11 years chose numbers between one and 15. 
From there, each one played their number on a given rhythmic instrument, such as the drum, kabasser, or weirdo. And the other students guessed what it was by using visual tracking and feeling the beat of each number that was reinforced by a buffalo drum played by the music therapist who was circling around the outside of the group. So for termination, the students and music therapists and joy givers resumed as one cohesive group for a final exercise. So we all came together. Music therapists and joy givers intermingled themselves both in the middle of the group and then surrounding the group. The music therapist in the middle demonstrated self-massage techniques, starting with the face and moving along the anatomical developmental patterns of the neck, shoulders, and arms. Music therapists in the circle were there to further assist if needed, and the music therapist on the outside of the circle used feathers, scarves, and sulas, and other tactile items. Let's shift gears and talk a little bit about the experience we had doing music therapy with children who have cerebral palsy. Rosanne Joy visited the school Anbu Ilam. This is a mission compound in Sanathapuram in Valore, India. This is where 70 plus children with cerebral palsy live and attend school. The director of the school greeted us with a smile and gave us a tour of the facility before we began working with the students. As we walked through the halls, we saw where the children sleep, eat, and learn. Educational posters lined the halls, including one sign that outlined the goals and the mission of the school, which was really nice to see. Mm -hmm. And so after a brief opening prayer and song exchange to start the school day, the children split into two groups divided by age. So we had one group of younger students and one group of older students. Music therapists and volunteers also split themselves into two groups to provide music therapy sessions. One session was held in the recreation slash gymnasium room, and the other was in a classroom. So the sessions began with an opening song to build rapport and also brief assessment of verbal and physical skills. Therapists took turns leading interventions and supporting each other. So those therapists who were not leading sat on the floor alongside the children, engaging with them with eye contact, with physical assistance, with touch, and then also physically helping their, their muscles move, helping them um, reduce that rigidity, that tightness, that muscle tightness. Because there was such a wide range of students who were mobile, then also some who really had very limited mobility, we really had to cater within the group to the individuals as well. The session continued then with um, interventions addressing their physicality through body percussion, pass the instruments, following directions, reach up, reach low, and then open and shutting the hands was a song that we used. Um, other interventions addressed vocal production, mimicking sounds, sliding up and down and articulating sounds. And in the session, we finally closed with an active music making session and goodbye. Resounding Joy was fortunate enough to visit the Mother Teresa home for the severely disabled, with over 70 children live at this orphanage and multiple rooms for beds and for those who were bed bound. Music therapists and volunteers engaged the children with active music making, singing songs, and then offered instruments to those who were able to grasp. And we were also there to help with hand-over-hand -hand assistance for those who needed it. And other children simply desired to be held and uh, receive the gift of human touch. And as we continued to make music as a community, we noticed that the older children assumed a, a mothering role to the younger children. For example, one child reached for two instruments and the older child sitting next to her kind of swatted her hand away saying, you know, we need an instrument for each person. 
take one and then if there's more to go around we can we can take two so we continue to sing repetitive songs with simple melodies to encourage singing and dancing and also solos turn taking really highlight their their own individual unique light Thanks for listening to this Imagine podcast produced in 2012.